0: This podcast is presented by State Farm, a proud supporter of women's soccer and all women's sports. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: I think we should review the fact that you're really good at predictions. <laughs> like, I've just, mine are just falling like blooming flies. Republic of Ireland dark courses, out. Germany, rubbish. USA, sort it out. Jeez. <laughs> You're like, Nigeria, they're through to the group stage. What else can I say? Oh, Japan, they're going to win. Yeah, they probably will. Probably will win now.
0: I also predicted Argentina to win the previous World Cup.
1: From Apple News, I'm Rebecca Lowe.
0: And I'm Brendan Hunt.
1: And this is After the Whistle.
0: At today's episode, the group stage is over. The knockout round is set. And things are a little topsy-turvy. We recap it all from A to H.
1: Plus, our updated predictions for the rest of the tournament... Brendan
0: is rather good at those. Nah, just, you know, depends on the competition and the bar that they set. Reminder, (laughs) there will be adult language. Rebecca, we are at that wonderful point um, where the tournament gets real. Uh, The uh... group stage is behind us. The pretenders have evaporated into dust. And now, now is the time of champions. The knockout rounds are about to begin
1: and it's a loopy tournament it's gone totally <laughs> loopy brendan hasn't it it's madness so we've uh we've had a crazy 24 hours 36 hours nobody knows because you've been flying i've been sleeping there's been a whole lot of other things going on but the most important thing that we can now say because we are as always quite literally recording after the whistle is who's in the <laughs> knockout stages shall we reel it off
0: all right, so uh, day one. Day one of the knockout rounds will bring us uh, Switzerland versus Spain, uh, Japan versus Norway, uh, okay. Switzerland and Japan being the group winners there, Japan a surprise group winner um, after their 4 nothing win over Spain on the final match day. Uh, day two of the knockout mm-hmm. rounds, Netherlands versus South Africa. Who, Who,
1: literally who, saw that coming?
0: <laughs> one of three african teams we've got here in the final 16 um and did anyone predict a boer war reunion no but here it is in football <laughs> terms uh and then as you may have heard uh, the united states finished second in their group so they'll be playing sweden sweden day three begins with england versus nigeria who could have predicted it who could have predicted Nigeria this far? No one could have. <laughs> and then uh the big the big match uh, later that night, the last remaining home team, Australia versus the really underdiscussed Denmark. Mm. Underdiscussed in this pod, or they've been discussed the exact right amount. But like we've hardly talked about them outside of making sure everyone knows how to pronounce Pernilla.
1: <laughs> True. I mean they've massively gone under the radar. Yeah. That might end up being an error, by the way, on our part. But I also think it might not be. Carry
0: on. Uh, and the final day of knockout rounds, France-Morocco in a rematch of the uh, Men's World Cup semifinal from last year, and Columbia, Jamaica. And uh, may I say a word about Jamaica here, Rebecca? The stalwarts of the uh, North American and Caribbean and Central American region, CONCACAF, are of course Canada and the United States in the the women's game. Canada, for the first time in a long time, has not made the knockout rounds, but we've always had the U.S. and Canada, but there's never been a single other team besides those two to make the knockout rounds, and Jamaica, step forward... Take a bow, um, because that is progress.
1: Oh, we're going to get into the Jamaicans. Times are a-changing, my friend. Times are a-changing. And now you've listed those knockouts, you'll see, as you said, no Canada and no bloomin' Germany. What, in goodness only knows name, happened?
0: No bloomin' Germany. Um, So, should we do tonight or last night first? Yeah, let's do tonight, because I just
1: woke up. I need to know what went on.
0: Okay, so... I started by watching Morocco, Colombia, because like Germany was going to win. didn't right. have to worry about the Germany game. They're playing no point Korea. Come on, this is going to be fine.
1: Germany as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, but then I find out that South Korea has scored. <laughs> and is like, whoa, all right, I'm switching back over. Great to see Alexandra pop. So she scores in about the 42nd minute. But then shortly after that, Morocco scores. So Germany was in the second round for like five minutes at the beginning of the first half. And five right. minutes at the end of the first half, and then never again for the rest of the night, and <gasps> now they're gone. And I watch a ton of the Germany game, and Alexandra Pop is just it's a shame she won't be in the tournament it anymore. Is. You can't take your eyes off her. She's no. all over the damn place. And I don't I don't know how they didn't win that game.
1: It's staggering. It is staggering they're out. Staggering.
0: Yeah. Now the women's team and the men's team are hanging out in the same bar. Uh the same no knockout round bar. Uh but uh Germany Schmermany. Rebecca, Germany, uh let us not stampede past the achievement of Morocco here. First Arab nation to make it to the Round of 16 in the Women's World Cup. Um, the celebrations afterward were emotional and delightful. And uh, yes, I personally doubt this party lasts much longer. So enjoy this party while you can. Well done, Morocco. Yeah. What do you got, Rebecca?
1: Group F and Group G. So while you were on the plane, Jamaica and Brazil... Played each other. Nil-nil it ended. Jamaica reaching the knockout round for the first time ever in only their second Women's World Cup appearance. But still, pretty good going. But of course, Brazil going out of the group stage, which is the earliest they've exited a World Cup since 1995. Marta started her sixth World Cup. She started the game, I think, because they just thought, well, I just don't think anyone saw that coming. And they, were, they Maybe they were... A, tiny bit complacent because they played pretty well. We'd seen some really lovely flashes from Brazil going into this game. And they're like, let's just give Marta a run out. Uh, well, Marta came off with nine minutes to go um, and it was super emotional at the end. Um, but for Jamaica, I mean... Everything they've gone through as a country, as a federation, as a team, most importantly, Bunny Shaw's emotions at the end were there for everyone to see the tears. You know, it's life-changing for these women, absolutely life-changing for them to get to the knockout round. It's just incredible. Have you seen some of the scenes?
0: Yeah. Uh, Bunny Shaw in particular. And let us hail the power of crowdfunding. Well,
1: I know. If anyone doesn't know that, we mentioned it, I think maybe in our preview episode, that they had to crowdfund to get there. Insanity. At the same time, Panama were playing France. Ended six three to France. Panama, by the way, Brendan scored a ridiculous free kick. Marta Cox. Did you see it? I'm not even sure I know how she did it. It was it's quite an unusual technique, actually. What did you think?
0: Uh, I mean, I thought it was a gosh darn rocket, uh, is, is what I thought.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was. It was, and it was from thirty five yards out.
0: Top left. What specifically about the technique did you notice? Like, yeah. did she did she use the, like the back of her <laughs> neck? What 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 happened? <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Maybe it was just the body shape. I don't know. Maybe I'm just incredibly tired. It just seemed a bit unusual. Maybe it was camera angles. I don't know. Either way, it was absolute, as you say, a rocket into the top bin.
0: An incredible first ever World Cup goal for Panama, too.
1: I mean, that's the way to announce yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I loved it because they know they're going home, but they celebrated like crazy. And I loved them. Actually, it's a really good game because France were winning 5-1 and it was like, oh, yeah, we're chill now. We're through. And then Panama scored two quick goals. And they were like, oh, oh, crikey. 5-3. They couldn't. Could they? Could they? Could they? They didn't. France went on to win 6-3, having also rested Le Sommer and Reynard. So they're you know, they through. France, top of the group, seven points. Jamaica, five points. Brazil, four points. Panama, no points. So that was Group F. And then Group G, just quickly, um, Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina. So Sweden played Argentina, beat them 2-0. Mm, little nervous about Sweden. We'll get on to it. They made nine changes from the team that beat Italy the last time round, And it's just like, all oh, right, three games, three wins. Yeah, no props. On to the next. Like, uh, uh, okay, Um, that's a worry for USA. Italy went into the game against South Africa, who, by the way, had never won a World Cup game, only needing a draw. Italy just needed a draw. But in the 90-second minute, how about this for a story? Fembi Katlana sent South Africa through, winning by three goals to two. So South Africa now gone to play Holland, as you said. And Katlana, after the game, Brendan, talked about in the press conference how she has lost three family members since she's been at the World Cup. Three family members. She came out what? and she said, yep. She said, you know, I could have gone home, but I chose to stay with my girls. She's the captain as well. Not only did she choose to stay with her girls, this is a woman who last July ruptured her Achilles tendon And that, as lots of people I'm sure listening will know, that is a nasty injury and long-lasting. She's got back to go to the Women's World Cup. She's only gone and scored the winner in stoppage time to take her team into the knockout stages. And she said, this is football. It's about who wants it more. Yes, it is. God bless her. So they're through. South Africa are through. So, I mean, bye-bye, Italy and Argentina. Thanks for coming. But we're all set, thanks.
0: (laughs) We're all set. And uh, a quick reminder to those who cannot find joy in the u.s. even making the uh the knockout rounds at all Uh, we're talking no brazil no canada no germany so it's no gimme to make the knockout rounds um all right well let's take a little break and then come back and say what we think is going to (laughs) happen next
1: This podcast is presented by State Farm, which believes in amplifying the voices and profiles of women athletes. By ensuring coverage for female athletes today, State Farm helps set the stage for women's sports tomorrow. Like a good neighbour, State Farm is there.
0: Oh, Rebecca, now we uh, had to get into the predictions part. It's our professional obligation. Uh, I, I wonder if we should review any predictions we've had so far. Um, well,
1: I think we should review the fact that you're really good at predictions. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous how good you are. Like, I've just, mine are just falling like blooming flies. Republic of Ireland dark courses, out. Germany, rubbish. USA, sort it out. Jeez. <laughs> You're like Nigeria, they're through to the group stage. What else can I say? Oh Japan, they're going to win. Yeah, they' probably well. probably will win now
0: I also predicted Argentina to win the previous World Cup. All right well uh, let's yeah, just go did. here uh, yeah, mat- match to match and uh, okay and see what we think. Cool. I think we'll often be in agreement, but um, all right Switzerland, Spain Switzerland Switzerland.
1: yeah, I don't think we are oh! I
0: I know I know I'd love it. Love it. I say Spain, uh, but I love the cojones. Um, Netherlands, South Africa. Netherlands. Yeah. Japan, Norway. I'm all in Japan. I'm all in on Japan.
1: I know you are. And you're right. Japan, Norway, definitely not good enough. Japan.
0: Sweden, United States. I've talked myself back into the US, Rebecca.
1: Have you? you, I have. Have you?
0: At least to win this game. (laughs) I think they somehow suck it up enough to beat Sweden.
1: Can you slightly talk me through that thought process?
0: Um, they're quite good. They haven't played to their potential. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be something galvanizing about the treatment they have received mm-hmm. and they will have a level of focus that they have not yet attained in this tournament and Sweden will be swept aside and be very unhappy at the end.
1: I think, I think that some of that could be right, but I just worry about Sweden. I think if you were not playing Sweden.
0: Sure. Nine points.
1: Oh, but you know what? I'm, I've got papers, Brendan. I saw my allegiance. <laughs> Well, I mean, what else am I supposed to do? Go to Sweden? Uh,
0: te- technically speaking, I believe you pledged it. Did I pledge? I, I think I pledged. it. in case that comes up again. Sorry.
1: Sorry, Sorry America. You know,
0: I just want to make sure.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the USA as well.
0: Okay. Bottom half of the bracket. Australia, Denmark. Denmark, don't make us look bad for having not discussed you. we got to go Australia
1: here. <laughs> 100% self-preservation.
0: <laughs> uh, France, Morocco. Do you see an upset?
1: Yeah. I'm going Morocco. You loved Morocco at the Men's World Cup. And you went for the win, and it paid dividends. And I'm going to copy you because you're good at predictions. Morocco. (sighs) I know. I've got insane. Carry on.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm going France. Uh, England, Nigeria. Obs. Come on. Come on. England. England there. England there. Obs. Uh, Columbia, Jamaica. I'm going Columbia. Yeah. It's been a great time Jamaica, but alas.
1: I agree. Columbia, magic. Absolute magic. I feel like they could they could go all the way to some sort of semifinal situation. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Oh, I'm so excited as well. Knockouts are the flipping best.
0: They really are. Um, all right. So now our brackets are diverged. Um, how should we do this? Should we just
1: Well, okay. So why don't you just go first?
0: Okay. Spain, Holland, I go Holland. Japan, USA, I go Japan. Holland, Japan, I go Japan. All right, so top half of the bracket lands on Japan for me. And then bottom half, Australia, France, I'm going Australia. I think the momentum is gonna carry them a long way. And then England over Colombia. Then Australia, England, gonna be the biggest event in sports history down here. It's gonna be so massive one way or another. And I give it to Australia. Australia to edge England in the semi-final wow, in front of an that, emotional that hurts, crowd. That hurts. Um I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um but I do have England beating Holland in the third place match, and then Japan beating Australia in the final.
1: Wow, Japan, Australia final, that would be insane. Okay.
0: It'd be great. It'd be fantastic.
1: So um so I'm gonna go Switzerland against the Netherlands and the Netherlands going to win that, and then I'm going to go Japan against the U.S. and I'm going to go the U- Japan ag- U.S. are going to win that. Oh, thank you. I know. I'm just trying to be so nice.
0: Okay, you have Netherlands playing USA in the semifinal.
1: Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go USA.
0: USA makes it to the final. I
1: know. I mean, Less. what is, what oh, is going
0: gosh. on? Rob, I want to be wrong so bad.
1: So, other side of the draw, I'm going to go Australia against Morocco. And I'm going to go Australia to win that. And then I'm going to go England against Columbia. Yeah, so I'm going to go obviously England for that. So England against Australia. Australia. England to win. England, USA final. I got there. I got there in the end.
0: Hey, so I I, I know that you actually didn't pick a winner of the tournament there.
1: Well, who do you think? I'm going to go England. But can you imagine? Can you imagine for one second the life that we would have with the USA England final? Can you imagine? Can you just stop for one second, Brendan? And just it imagine would be,
0: that it would be fantastic, and it's what I want to happen. Me too. But I've been made cynical by this group stage, and um, I just, I just cannot expect to have the things that I want.
1: Can I just mention one thing about England? Did you know, or did you not know, that they're now favourites for the tournament?
0: Uh, I had heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little surprised.
1: Well, Serena Viegman is obviously a tactical genius because last game against China, she did some tweaks, and Rachel Daly, who has the capacity to be a striker and a wing back, which is just unfair, went to wing back. Uh, Lauren Hemp played up front. Of course, Lauren James was a star. Um, but she, ha- having not really done anything during Euro 2022 at all in that kind of shifting around of the team and still won it, Serena is now showing everybody that she can do that too. She can basically do everything, and she's a ledge. So, yeah, I'm thinking England favourites. I like it. I like the tag. Not scared of it. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm Are you a little bit Rooting for you. To a degree. Um, So Sweden, USA, there's some stuff to know about them. Uh, Mm -hmm. First of all, the U.S. has played Sweden more than any other team in the history of the Women's World Cup. Six times. Six times over the years. And as we mentioned in the previous episode, um, the last time the U.S. had a nil-nil draw was against Sweden. And the last time the U.S. lost in 90 minutes was also against Sweden. So... Six matches, four wins, one draw, one loss. But never has the tables quite felt so unbalanced as they are now as we uh, limp in with our five points against a nine-point Sweden who, as you say, are looking effortless. Harmonizing as sweetly as Benny, Bjorn, Agnetha, and Anna Frid.
1: God love Abba.
0: (laughs) So this is not just a match where uh, the once-favorite USA are now you know, scrambling against a team that is doing well in this particular tournament. It's also a bit of a historical grudge match and one that Sweden will be chomping at the bit to have their piece of. Um,
1: So the first Women's World Cup, Brendan, was in 1991. And basically since then, these are two women's world cup or women's football heavyweights sweden has ebbed and flowed a bit more than the united states but sweden if you know anything about women's football in the last 30 years they are one of the heavyweights. so will they live up to that sort of history and tradition in their country or not so far it looks like they might do okay in terms of the lineup what are we thinking in terms of what is andonovsky going to do
0: well i'm I find myself only thinking of what I wish he would do, but I'm not sure he's going to do any of this. But here's what I would like to see. The kind of tactical flexibility you're talking about from Serena Viegman is the kind I long for here. I mean, it's just looking like we don't quite have the squad for a 4-3-3, you know? Our front line is three strikers, not a striker and two wingers. So maybe there's another way to go. A 4-5-1, a 3-5-2. But I just don't know that Vlatko cares to switch things up. In the middle of a tournament.
1: Who would you start across that front three against Sweden? Who do you think is the best front three you've got if you if he does go four three three?
0: I think you would have to bring Crystal Dunn forward. Okay. For proper width. The thing is, any of the three right now, you have a strong argument to take them out. Even Alex is like she just hasn't quite produced, you know. She's she's had moments and Sophia had a couple of goals, but that was like a whole week ago. That's ancient history now. Yeah. So I don't know even who you'd take out, and I think, but more importantly, I think um, as we discussed a bit with uh, Brandy in the last episode, how great was she? Um, Juliard has to be in the midfield; she has to be.
1: So you're going to bring Alana Cook in alongside Germa. That's a big ask for your first game in a World Cup to co- come into the knockouts and start in the centre of defence for Alana Cook.
0: Yeah, but you're on the squad because you're supposed to be able to handle it. So
1: yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not sure he's going to make any of those sweeping changes. I think it's going to be. I don't either. Four, three, three, as we know and as we've seen, and and that could be your undoing. So I am, I am concerned. I just think Sweden looks so effortless at the moment, and and kind of loving life. I follow a couple of their players on social media, and I don't know, just the difference is just quite stark. So um, I'm rooting for you big time.
0: Can I throw you one one uh, fun fact? Uh, two fun facts. Two fun facts about the US performance so far. Yeah. One, uh, the goalkeeper, listen, Nair, has not made a single save in the entire group stage. <laughs>
1: Which, hang which, on, Brendan, that's so interesting, which makes me think the defence is doing great, right? Protecting her brilliantly. Do we want to move Julie Ertz up? Maybe we don't. Maybe the only thing that's working is the back line. Maybe. It's interesting, right?
0: Yeah. Are we going to mess yeah.
1: with the one thing that's working? I don't no. know.
0: A hundred percent. I got to worry about that, but there's also a lack of dynamism further forward, yeah. where I think Agree. the need Agree. might be greater. And uh, the other thing is, um, now they've got them advanced stats, Rebecca. They got them advanced stats, and one of them is expected goals, where um, you know, here's the goals you should have scored. I'm not quite sure how they calculated, it, but it's you know, it's people in top labs, <laughs> and um, the U.S. of course has only scored four goals, but their expected goals is seven point eight. That's a three point eight. Disparity, which is the largest in the tournament so far. And um, I think it's supposed to be encouraging, <laughs> but it isn't quite. Well,
1: they're either saving themselves or we've all massively got them wrong. I- I'm going to go with they're saving themselves.
0: All right. I appreciate that. And, uh, and as our man uh, Dan Posner in research has noted, Alyssa maybe has made no saves, but the Post has made one big one. That's for sure. God bless the
1: Post. So that will be um, 5 a.m. Eastern Sunday, 2 a.m if you live in california which you used to until you moved to australia now you're going to enjoy it on a lovely evening time zone
0: oh gosh it's gonna be 7 p.m oh a reasonable 7 p.m after a noon kickoff for the holland game oh i'll have my life back again oh this is great
1: beautiful all right my friend well good luck with that one i got bits and bobs to do next let's do them On or off the pitch, women athletes deserve to be recognized for being awesome competitors and for being inspiring role models for generations to come. That's why State Farm is proud to present this podcast. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Uh, okay, Rebecca, any, any, uh, any bits and or uh, bobs to take us through until next we meet?
1: I can see you right now with a very unusual backdrop. Our listeners know you flew to Australia. How's it been so far?
0: Groggy. 14 and a <laughs> half hour flight. Didn't sleep quite enough. I've tried to nap a couple of times a day. We went out for brunch at a uh, nearby cafe or calf, as they might call it here. Caff. <laughs> Our view is great and very happy. But the man of the match so far has been my two and a half year old who <gasps> slept for 11 of the 14 and a half hours of the flight.
1: Oh, Sean, you are the man of the match.
0: Never been prouder. Never been prouder. No,
1: I'm not sure you ever will be. So behind you is the, what's that behind you?
0: The old Harbour Bridge. The Harbour Bridge.
1: All right, well, that's brilliant. You're going to be on the ground, intrepid reporter, finding stories, or also just (laughs) enjoying a holiday and watching some games. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Something in there, something in the middle. All right, Becca, what else you got?
1: So I know we, we, we don't talk about men's football very much on this pod. We did make an exception for Messi and that whole situation when he scored his first goal. I'm just going to make another exception here. And it's a bit of women's football as well, to be honest, because Tom Brady has today... I mean, this is something that when I woke up this morning, it's like 300 times more shocking than Germany going out the Women's World Cup, this. Tom Brady has announced on his social media that he is going to join Birmingham City Football Club and Birmingham City Ladies... As an advisory board chairman, he's done a whole video about the city of Birmingham, the team, the tough times they've had, the fans. I'm like, huh, Tom Brady and Birmingham City. I mean, literally never have the two ever been anywhere near each other. But what we're learning from this, Brendan, J.J. Watt at Burnley, Tom Brady at Birmingham City, everybody wants a bit of football, don't they? Real football, proper football, not Brady's football, actual football.
0: Yeah, it feels a bit post Wrexham, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lean slightly dubious on it. But I think Ryan and, Ryan, and, Ryan and Rob have done an incredible job. I'm on record for saying that. But like, eh, Tom Brady, Birmingham, come on. What's going on here?
1: I know. It's a bit random, isn't it? Let's watch yeah. this with interest. Just one other bit and bob. Um, I got a message in my Instagram inbox. By the way, thanks everybody for sending nicknames and we will update that list in the coming episodes. But I got a message from one Michelle Akers. Ledge. Ledge. She said, I sent your rock star co-host my suggestion for USWNT nickname just now. Ask him to check his DMs, love the pod and thanks for all you do for the women's game. So I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh." I'm replying like, um, Sure. Uh you've just made my day, Michelle. So you went and checked your inbox and found the DM with Michelle. I did. What was the nickname?
0: Official Michelle Akers. Well, first of all, she has some uh she has a couple of vetoes. God help me, please do not call us Lady Liberties or First Ladies. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Uh she says Harley's is okay because there is an assassin oh. and an American part to it. So, okay, Feel good, good, good. But her proposal is USA. 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 And she says there's a story behind it, but the story takes too long to text. And she basically pitches herself as a guest on the show, which uh, I feel now we have a certain patriotic obligation to make that happen. And I really don't want to ask her what the story is until we can do it properly. But how delightful to receive a message from Michelle Akers. Um, I'd love to know about Usa, which you might think is spelled USA, but she's spelling it O-O-S-A only the story can reveal Mm. and that's what we call a teaser industry term
1: (laughs) all right my friend we'll get some sleep or or do whatever you have to do to just get some equilibrium
0: please lord let me sleep that's all i want in this world (laughs) um and uh we'll be back in a couple of days to talk about usa sweden a match i will be attending in person
1: have a great time mate i wish you loads of luck okay
0: thank you good luck england Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review us. It really helps people find the show.
1: And for round-the-clock tournament news, scores, and standings, check out My Sports on the Apple News app where available.
0: You know where they love ABBA? In Australia. That's why I brought two ABBA sweaters. Two.
1: Wow, the fact that you even have one is quite, quite something.